Welcome to the Dave Mars Show, everyone. It's great to have you here. The best way to support this show is completely free. It really means a lot to me and be a huge help if you could leave me a review on Apple Podcast or just share the show with your friends in any way you can. Another way to support the show is signing up for my email list using the link in the show notes in the description. Members of my email list will get to submit Q&A questions, which I'll be answering every few weeks on the podcast. I really appreciate the support, everyone. Let's get started with today's show. The scariest and hardest part of becoming a prolific creator is realizing that the only way to succeed is going at it completely alone. Prolific creators don't depend on groups, and they never depend on group think for their creative ideas. Groups corrupt the creative process. Even groups that are headed in a good direction are always going to corrupt the creative process because the group can always converge toward the average and many times towards evil. If you look at history, you can see that cults, governments, and wars always depend on groups to execute their actions. Because within a group, you have group dynamics that are always going to arise because this is the way that humans are designed. We evolved out of groups. We came out of tribes. But when you are in a group, you can always blame the group for the failure. So you never have to take the actual failures onto yourself. So you never actually have to come to face with reality or come to face with the truth. So you can't correct courses quickly and you can never get to the truth and creativity as quickly. Individuals in the groups always have to give up their ideals to come to agreement within the group. So let's say you are in a group and you guys are trying to accomplish this goal. Well, you might have this one way that you think it should be done. And this other guy has this other way that he thinks it should be done. So you guys have to come towards the middle and converge on an idea you both agree on. Well, the problem with that is going towards the middle is going towards the average. And if you look at the most prolific creators in history, the most prolific scientists, the most prolific artists, these are people like Newton, Galileo, Einstein. You don't ever hear of a group coming up with these ideas because the individual has to have these ideas that are seen at the current times as completely insane by the culture and they push forward anyway because they trust in themselves and they trust in their ability to go at it alone and figure it out so groups never create art groups never create anything that is truly creative only individuals within the group can make creative actions and actually carry them out and the group might get credit for it but groups never actually make any individual actions. The only thing the group can create is propaganda to justify their ideas and actions to the culture. And often this propaganda keeps getting worse and worse without the group actually realizing that they're doing something evil. So if you look back towards history, the group is always going to converge towards the average, and then sometimes it can converge towards evil. So if you see a large group, you're going to have all these people inside the group that constantly talk and work with themselves, and they're never really going to look outside the group. So they have all these ideas, and they can insulate themselves from reality by all agreeing with each other. And this is how cults form. This is how evil governments form. This is how many wars start, because everybody on one side says, oh, we're right. We're not willing to listen to the other side because our group's right. So they just insulate themselves from ideas. And cults, governments, and wars all closely tie together. Propaganda has just taught us to think that one form is better than the other. And oftentimes, a cult might kill 20 or 30 people, whereas governments kill over their lifetimes before they fail eventually. Never been a government on the planet that hasn't failed. But before they fail, they usually kill a bunch of people on their way out. And these are just 
like cults. They're the exact same mindset, the exact same ways of thinking, the exact same first principles. And the reason I'm laying all this out for you is because these are the large scale things that we can see of how human dynamics work. And if you understand human dynamics, you can understand how you might interact and you can understand where your pitfalls might be. And you can understand the ways of creating that might get you towards creativity and truth versus getting sucked into the propaganda of a cult or a government or somebody that wants you to go kill other people in another country that you don't even know and that you probably have a lot in common with. So now that we know all that, let's look at the opposite. The opposite is the individual. The individual has the ability to shoot for things that have never been done before because when they shoot for things that have never been done, they're saying to themselves, I'm willing to take all the blame on myself if I fail because there's nobody else to place blame on. So if you don't have anybody else to place blame on, you have to take all the responsibility and this alone is going to make you work harder at the thing because you're going to care about it so much and your ego and everything about you is going to be on the line, including many times your income, your ability to eat or even have a house to live in. So nothing will move if you don't move, if you're taking responsibility and you're the individual saying, I'm going to go at it alone. I'm going to trust myself and I'm going to determine what I want to create. And I'm not going to become a part of a group or group think that will drag me down towards the average. So the other upside of going at it alone is it's really scary, but you'll also get all the rewards if you succeed. It just so happens that not that many people succeed, but I think most people don't succeed is because they don't try for long enough. They try for short periods of time and they think that the amount of work that it takes to succeed is actually much less than it really is. So it's not really about the ability to have these special ideas. You're not just going to wake up one day and have this great idea that only you had. Most likely a bunch of other people also had the idea. The question is, are you going to be the one that continually executes those ideas year after year after year, maybe decade after decade after decade, until you actually get a good working vision of that idea into reality? So let's take a look at two examples here. Let's say you have one guy that's trying to create art or create photography or create a business. It could be anything creative and he's going at it alone. So he's constantly making decisions and seeing if they fail or not. And when he fails, he's taking all blame, he's taking all responsibility, and he's putting it on himself or herself. And from this, you get a quick feedback loop so you can quickly correct course and move towards the truth much more quickly. Whereas if a group was trying to do this, they wouldn't be having this idea. They would be coming to a consensus within the group of the right way to move. And the right way to move is never going to be found by the group because they're going to move towards the average consensus, which is never actually going to accelerate technology. It's never going to actually accelerate human thinking or anything else that comes in terms of creating new things and putting them out there in the world. So if you look at history, every atrocity ever has been carried out by groups with a cult mindset. If you look at the past hundred years, look at all the communism that's occurred when people got in the cult mindset of thinking that Karl Marx was right. Hundreds of millions of people died due to that cult mindset. If people were more apt to go at it alone and say, I'm going to take responsibility for myself, I know I can't control anything, or I know I can't control everything, but I'm going to work on controlling the things that I can control, and I'm going to take responsibility for those things that I can control. And by doing that, not only will you build self-worth and you'll build trust in yourself, but you'll build the ability to take care of yourself over the long term. 
And that's what capitalism has done in the United States. And we'll see how long that lasts because there's a lot of cult thinking of communism trying to seep into the United States right now. Capitalism gets a lot of bad rap, but in a true free market, people get to trade with each other and both of them come out on top of that trade. So let's say that I have something. For example, I have a photo that I want to trade and somebody else in the capital free market is going to want that photo. If they don't want it, well, then I don't have a business and I need to figure out something better that other people want. So capitalism automatically is going to converge towards things that people want. And when a bunch of people are creating things that people want, those people that want it are going to trade them something for it. And that's why money was created. Instead of somebody trading me some food for a piece of art that I created, they can transfer the value of their food to money and they can use that money as a store of value. And that store value can be used to trade with me for that art. And I trust that that store value will work. So I'll say, hey, I'll give you this photo. You give me some art or I'll give you this piece of technology. You give me some money for that. So it's a back and forth trade that goes in both directions and both people come up on top of the deal. Now, the bad thing that happens is that groups get involved with the free market and the groups say, well, we're actually sure that this thing that the free market doesn't value really has a value. So we're going to set a price for it. So you see this anytime that governments get involved in any free markets. It could be energy markets. It could be food markets. It could be anything else. Anytime governments place price controls on things, they're basically saying, we as a group are sure that the free market can't determine this thing's value. So we're going to set a value for it. Well, what that does is it ensures that each party in that transaction is getting the wrong end of the deal. Meaning one party probably gets a better deal and one party gets a worse deal. And when that happens, it starts to divide people and people become very angry and they usually divide each other into different groups and those groups fight each other and create wars. So anytime there's not free markets, this is when actual wars start to come in hand because you have two different groups that feel like they're ripped off and they want to fight each other to justify being ripped off. So you could scale that small transaction that I was talking about up to very large scales. And this is why groups are always the ones that create atrocities in past history. The individual is never going to create the atrocity. They might kill one individual person or they might harm one individual person, but they don't have the ability to scale up their atrocities to 200, 300 million people like communists have done over the past 100, 150 years. So when you're looking at groups and the individual, the individual has the ability to create things that the group doesn't have the ability to create because the group's always going to have to come to consensus within the group and it's going to move that consensus towards the average. Because if you think about it, there's not very many people with above average ideas. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a thing such as the average. If everybody have above average ideas, that would be the new average. So it just doesn't work out. So when the more people you're going to work with, the more chances of groupthink and the more chances of your ideas converging to the average. Now that doesn't mean groups can't get things done. It just means that when you're a creator and you're going to try to create stuff and put it out to the world, it's best to remove yourself from groups and to remove yourself from groupthink and put up a very high wall against any type of groupthink and thinking. So the goal here is as a prolific creator, you must take ownership of your entire life. You must take ownership of your actions and their outcomes no matter what. Because if you don't, you're going to be lying to yourself and you won't be going towards truth. 
And if you don't go towards truth, you'll never find something that's valuable in the free market. And if you can't find something that you produce that's valuable in the free market, then you can still be an artist, but you'll never survive because you need money to survive. And you don't just need money. You need a place to live and you need food and you can trade those things for money as we talked about earlier. So that goes back and forth. If you're an artist that doesn't produce anything with truth in it, meaning that the free market doesn't actually value you're not really an artist. I mean, you can say you create stuff, but you're never going to have the time to actually create that stuff for the long term and put all your work into it. And if you don't have the time to put all your work into it, you're never going to get to the best outcomes that you could actually get to. So whenever you have groups of people telling you that what you're doing are wrong, just don't listen to them. Say, I'm constantly experimenting. I'm constantly testing my ideas. I'm constantly seeing if my ideas are useful and helpful to people. And through that experimentation process, you can find out what the truth of the culture is. And if you can help people, they will pay you for your help in some way or another. And by helping people, I mean creating something useful inside the current culture. And that's all art and creativity is. When people enjoy a piece of art or people enjoy a new technology, they think it's useful. So they're willing to pay the creator of that technology or art or anything else for that thing. So now the creator has new money that they can invest in having free time. And that free time is what frees them up to make the next thing that's useful for the culture. And that cycle can continue to repeat. And this creator continue to go at it alone and find the truth and push it out there to the culture. So we're living in a cult. We're living in a cult mindset world right now. There's a bunch of groups and they all think they're right, but really they're all going towards the average. And many times that average starts to go towards evil as they all start to find lies that surround them, but they insulate themselves from these lies by all agreeing inside the group and disconnecting themselves from the outside reality that lies out around the group. But if they have men with guns, if they have enough crazy people that can inflict, I guess you could say, pain on the outside culture, the culture that lies outside of the group, then they can take over. And when this happens, you have things like the Dark Ages. And the Dark Ages basically set humanity back a thousand years, if not more. We never knew what inventions would have actually came around in those times if the Dark Ages didn't come around. So as a good way to buffer yourself from all this, stay away from groupthink. If you hear a bunch of people talking and saying the same thing over and over again, it's a very good sign of groupthink. If you hear people getting angry at other people's ideas and they're actually mad and you can see that they're physically mad, they're probably part of groupthink or a cult. Now, cults get a really bad rap, of course, but there are cults that are nonviolent, and we see that all over the place. Cults are just when people get a consensus idea, and they're not willing to any longer look for truth outside of that idea as things change. So cults are a good way to buff, I guess you could say buffer your life from responsibility, because you can just place responsibility on the cult, and you'll never actually have to step towards the truth and find out what's real in the culture. And if you never have to find out what's true or real, you never have the chance of actually helping people or creating useful things. And that's what creativity is all about. It's about making things that are useful to the culture and spending enough time on them for a long enough duration that you can actually help a whole bunch of people. And if you help a lot of people, people will eventually pay you for it. And then you can scale it up to help more and more people and more and more people. And that's where you start to see upward mobility in the culture. Because if you help more and more people, well, they can start helping people because they can use your ideas to shortcut all the mistakes you made. And these shortcuts for them, they can teach to other people. And this starts to scale within a culture and then you get better and better upward mobility. So the individual going at it alone 
is the only way to find truth. Now, that doesn't mean you can't talk with your friends and throw ideas off other people, but working as a group, you're always going to have a likelihood to converge towards the average. And if you want to be a prolific creator, you don't want to converge towards the average. You want to converge towards greatness. And the only way to do that as an individual is go at it alone. So hopefully that helps you guys out. I just look at the culture constantly. I look at history. I constantly read. I, I try to teach myself as much as possible about money, finance, energy, how the world works, past history, and then human psychology and how this stuff meshes together. And by doing that, you can create a life for yourself where you go at it alone. Because if you're going to go at it alone, you have to constantly be able to justify your ideas. And that means having a broad understanding of how the world works. So hopefully that helps you guys out. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. The best way to support this show is completely free. It really mean a lot to me and be a huge help if you could leave me a review on Apple Podcast or just share the show with your friends in any way you can. Another way to support the show is signing up for my email list using the link in the show notes in the description. Members of my email list will get to submit Q&A questions, which I'll be answering every few weeks on the podcast. I really appreciate the support, everyone.